Welcome to Behind the Lectern. Since 2006, your host, Jeff Klein, has been working with speakers at all levels, from beginners to Toastmasters International Award winners, from experts to National Speaker Association Hall of Famers. In each episode, Jeff introduces you to some of these speakers as you learn about their speaker journey, how they got started, where they came from, where they're going, and more. Take the lessons they have learned on their way to help you with your own path to make speaking work for you. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Lectern. This is Jeff Klein. I'm excited to uh, introduce you to my guest today. Today's guest is Tracy Pullman. Hi, Tracy. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me today. Appreciate it. Looking forward to hearing about your speaker journey. So Tracy is an award-winning speaker, certified trainer, entrepreneur, and personal image expert. She has assisted over 9,000 women in creating a stylish and professional personal image to advance their careers and attract their ideal customers. Her desire for encouraging underserved women, helping local charities, and numerous outreach events has awarded her recognition from one of the largest healthcare organizations. She's passionate about helping professional women discover a simple, cost-effective way to dress so they can feel great about the way they look, no matter their age or shape. They can exude more confidence, and they can create an impression that makes them shine in their career. That's pretty good stuff, Tracy. Oh, thanks, Jeff. <laughs> so how did you find your way to the image job as opposed to being that friend that people help or that okay. helps their friends? Yeah. Well, you know, actually, my journey starts out into something that people would think, how in the world did she end up where she's at today? Because I actually started out working for a manufacturing company. I was in the quality department. I wore a uniform, hairnet, hard hat, steel-toed shoes. Wow. I knew nothing about dress at all, like absolutely nothing. And I remember getting a promotion at work as a manager and actually as a training manager. And I got to wear normal clothes and I had absolutely no clue how to dress. Like it seemed like everybody knew that formula on how to create a killer look. And I was missing many of the ingredients. And so it started this whole journey of trying to figure out how to dress. I mean, like I had no clue. So if anyone's out there and they're like, I just have no clue how to even begin Believe you me, I've been in your shoes. And so then over the years, I actually started selling jewelry for a while and started learning how to create that image and how to create that professional image. So that's where I started really learning and honing in. And people started like, wow, like this is so easy when I would explain it because I'm the type of person, I got to simplify it. I can't make it complicated. So I was able to create like this little formula of how to put it all together with a little bit of rules. And so it's not rocket science and it really helps people really figure out how to do it. So that's okay. a little bit about me. Yeah. Well, and how did that turn into speaking? Well, basically, I as a training manager, I had to many times give speeches and then I started actually for the company, I started going around to all of our different locations, doing training, teaching people how to train, teaching people those speaking skills, like 
how to get up in front of a group, especially when you're nervous and little tips like that, that um, I was constantly training people on how to do it because Basically, for the organization that I worked for, we disqualified everyone from their jobs and they had to requalify. So I helped people come up with the skill sets that were needed, decided how are we going to transfer those skills over to those people. And so many times it was teaching people how to present, do training classes, do kinds, all kinds of things like that. And then it kind of led into that whole speaking when I was doing the jewelry business and speaking in front of groups of 10 people or groups of thousands of people. So, yeah. Well, and, and the present, you were teaching presentation skills. Where did that content come from? Was that the company provided it or did they send you to Carnegie or Ziegler or something like that? Actually, I attended a bunch of training classes that taught me like I became a certified trainer. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times I would learn it that way. But then what I learned a lot from that would actually take the classes that I was teaching and they would teach their tips. I'll never forget this one woman. She was like every time and she was a dynamic speaker. Let me just tell you that. And every time she would get up, she would do this thing with her hand. She would put her little thumb with her index finger and she would sometimes do both hands and she would kind of hold it behind her back. And it's some type of physiological thing that just gives you that energy when you're nervous. And so like I would teach things like that because other people would share it. And I was like, oh, this is dynamic. And I've done it many times myself and have been shocked at how well it does work when I do it. So uh, well, did you know that one? No, I don't know. So show me again. Yeah. So it's just you're the just, pressure there. Yes, exactly. Energy. And so you can hold it behind your back when you start. And many times people need that just to kind of get going, especially when you're nervous. Yeah. So it's there is a I don't know, there is some type of physiological wow. thing that is involved with that. So I picked up a lot of different tips just talking to dynamic speakers as well. So yeah, sure. Yeah. That's the whole teach, you know, it's easier to learn from your mistake, easier to learn from somebody else's mistakes, or yes. rather it's less painful to learn from somebody else's mistakes. Exactly. <laughs> you, don't exactly. To, you don't have to get the bruises that they've gotten. Definitely. <laughs> That's so, now, but what do you remember who's the, like the presentation, it's content itself, the first stuff you were learning. Do you remember which, uh, flavor of presentation teaching it was as far as i'm just more more curious you know what it has been 22 years probably has been more like 23 years or so okay yeah since then but i I never took any of those courses that's why i'm I'm more curious because i mean i know i know ziggler offers a certification for presentations and Dale Carnegie back was the the only place to go back in the day was to Dale Carnegie and of course Toastmasters, but that's not as uh, I don't know formal is not the right word, but you know what I mean. It's, yes. it's a different yes. approach. This was um, like, and I tried to rack my brain trying to remember and trying to find the certification because yeah. I, don't think I kept it okay. like quite yeah. frankly, but sure. it was not it was not one of the ones you've heard of, but it was a certification process that you had to go through. And I probably had 
trying to remember how many hours because it was like week long seminars that yeah, I had. Well, and, and it was it was obviously it was somebody who sold a package to your company. Yes, exactly. And then it was William J. Putty Fat. Yes. You know, presentations Inc. <laughs> or whatever. Exactly. And, <laughs> exactly. and it was teaching people how people learned all the different ways that people learn. Some people are visual, some people need hands-on. So it was a lot of that as well. Training, full course for trainers. Yes, it was not just speaking skills, but it was also, yeah, how to put together programs for people, which has really helped me in my business because I know how to put material together. People always used to say that, man, how do you do that so quickly? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just in my nature, I guess. Yeah. And stuff like building a curriculum and things like that are are stuff that I never learned formally, but I picked up along the way because I work, you know, working with other people and, and by being the the student, I learned, you know, a lot of that kind of stuff as well. So yes, uh, definitely. Some of it's on the job and some of it's, Oh yeah. I, I think more of what we do is probably on the job, right? I mean, like yeah. the, the book training, like if you think about like even the skills that you learned in school until you actually get out there and you're experiencing it, that's when you truly learn how to do something. So for me, that has been crucial. So on the job training, <laughs> the school of hard knocks, right? Yeah, well, and that's the, their couple of times in my life where I had a choice to go to school or just take the job. And uh, both times I took the job. Did you? uh, The school. Yeah. The first was when I went into the movie business and I was looking at, you know, going to film school, going to graduate schools. And I had an opportunity to go to start working on a music video and that led to a movie. And so wow. I never did the three-year or film school or two-year, whatever, the film school program. And, of course, I had a different journey than I would have if I had gone to film school. Um, yes. But, uh, yeah. you know, I started sweeping sweeping the floors and yes. wound up wound up doing uh, props and, and art directing. And, and if I'd gone to film school, I probably, you know, I would have gone the producer, director, writer, yeah. you know, that whole route. But I had a good time. So no no regrets there. That's great. Yeah. And the other time was when I started my ad agency, I was choosing whether I wanted to go to get my MBA and be an employee for the rest of my life or be a self-employed guy for the rest of my life. And I chose the the self-employed and here we are. Yes, that's great. I know it. No regrets here either. So um, I've been an entrepreneur for, I think this year is going on 22 years. I I can't imagine working for anybody at this point in time in my life. Like, yeah, no way. I, had, uh, I went from college to self-employed in the movie business, which is subcontractor work. Yeah. And working retail part-time to make things to pay the bills. Yes. <laughs> and then I was an employee for about five years. Yeah. And since 2001, it's been uh, been all on me to bring to bring home the kibble, as it were. Yes, that's wonderful. That's great. And, and a lot of folks like you came out of corporate and then went into yeah. entrepreneurship, which is yes. the, and there's a lot of that happening nowadays, isn't there? Oh, there sure is. I think, you know, people are getting a feel for uh, the way the world is going and, and how companies are treating them and they're deciding they want a different life. And that's wonderful. Yeah. And yeah. you and I aren't going to be replaced by a robot. 
Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. because of what we do. Yes. So talk to me a little bit about some of the nonprofit work you've been doing. I love hearing about, you know, about how people give back. And I know there's yeah, some you know organizations what? helping women. Yes. You know what? I used to partner with a hospital all the time. Right now, it's been a little bit challenging, but just for underprivileged women in the community, and we would do all kinds of different fundraisers and different things like that. So um, love being able to give back. I was actually just looking at it the other day because someone had mentioned dress for success. And so I was looking at where is the local one here they're either two hours or an hour away. And I'm like, how can I get involved with that? Because really helping people, helping women figure out how to put together that look for whatever their brand is that they're trying to accomplish, it helps so much in everything that we do. Because many times if we don't get that image right, you know, sometimes people think, well, it doesn't really matter, but it does because it is a first impression. And they say within seven seconds, people form an opinion of you, whether they like you, whether they want to collaborate with you, whether they want to do business with you. And so, yes, exactly. So a lot of people don't really think about that and how that image, it impacts that, but it also impacts our self-confidence and how we feel about ourselves. Because if you can think back to a time when you knew you looked your personal best, you were on cloud nine. You're, see, your cat's loving this too. <laughs> yeah. This is Zis. She's just over one year old. And she uh, she just, you know, when the screen moves, it means she's rubbing her face against it. So <laughs> Well, it's okay. I think she's wanting to work on her appearance too. So yeah. maybe you need a little cat dress or something for go. her. <laughs> Yeah, I can can imagine the scars I'll get putting that on her. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, cats don't like to be dressed up. Dogs maybe, but not cats. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and then the older one's 18, and he's running around here somewhere too, so. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. I'm an animal lover, so love animals. But yeah, those things really helping women be able to gain that confidence that they need because it really does help, and it also helps in productivity. A lot of times people don't realize that it helps in your focus when you're in character. Like, you know, today, could I be in my pajama pants when I'm talking to you? Yes, I could. But I know I've got pants on. I've got heels on. I've got the whole nine yards because I know when I dress that way, it puts me into character of a successful businesswoman. So I think a lot of times people don't think about that having that much of an impact. So love to be able to share that with others that especially new people that are, you know, these young adults, these young women. I've done a lot with the schools and different things like that around here, knowing that I would not get anything in return just to try to help them in dressing. Because I think especially our younger youth, they don't think about the way they dress that much. Yeah. Well, then part of it is because they don't expect to be seen. Yes. Which is, you know, nowadays. But uh, well, and, and, you know, some things we do, Tracy, because we want to make the world a better place. Yes, definitely. An immediate reward or a, or a reward, cognitive yeah. reward at all. Right. Or yes, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so. That's yep. Great. So 
Talk to us about how you help your clients right now, the folks that pay you so you can afford to, to help the, the, the people who can't. Yes, yes. Well, mainly I help speakers figure out what to wear. That is one of the biggest things. I think a lot of people are like, you know what? They're so busy in their careers. They're like, just tell me how to dress. Tell me what I should wear. And I will just show up in that and I will be perfectly happy. I hate shopping. I hate doing all of these things. So most of my clients come to me because of that. And one of the things that I do is I really work with what do you have? Because most people have a lot of what they need. Yeah, I was going to ask if you do the whole closet walkthrough thing. And you can do yes. that too, yeah. Yes, I do it virtually. I work with my clients. I used to work in person only. And so over the last two years, trying to figure out how do I do this virtually, which I always wanted to, but how do you do it to be effective? So yes, I go through, we actually walk through the client's closet, what works, what doesn't work. Because... If you don't feel good in the clothes that you're in and it doesn't look good on you, and I know over the years this has happened to me, gained a little bit of weight. Like uh, as uh, as I've gone through the seasons of life, it's gravity. like yeah, it's a gravity thing. oh yeah, it sure is. And so sometimes things don't fit you as well as it used to, and you're not happy when you put them on. So really helping people look at what is their body shape. And everyone has a great body shape. And we really accentuate those positive features and de-emphasize the negative in how you dress. And believe it or not, the way you put your clothes on, it has an optical illusion. Yeah. You can either look taller or shorter, bigger or smaller. It can look, you know, different parts of your body can be emphasized or de-emphasized just by the way you put your clothes on and the well, different and colors. I learned some yeah I learned about some of that in my degrees in theater so I learned way back yes. in college about how you can walk or stand a different way to give the to help add to those same illusions exactly oh definitely so and I I teach a lot about like how to walk on the stage how to walk off the stage different things like that because most of my clients are looking to advance their careers and want to get noticed more. And one of the things that can help you do that is by dressing a certain way, especially when we're all on these Zoom squares. Like, how do you get noticed when you're in a group of 50, 100 people? How do you get noticed, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's something we spend a lot of time on now is that because virtual speaking is different than speaking in person. Yes. You've got to spend time looking at the little dot, the little light. Yep. So people, so you, you stimulate uh, eye contact by looking at the dot, you know, looking at the, at the light because that's the camera. Yes, uh, exactly. So yeah. You have, to, you have to look at that because if I look at you on my screen. Yes. As opposed to looking up there, you know, you have to, you have to go back and forth because it's hard to, as a speaker, I want to see the reactions. So when I'm speaking, I have myself in gallery view so I can see the audio, the whole audience. Yes. And that helps me with their reactions, but I still have to occasionally look up at the light and remind, especially when I'm making a specific point yes. and remind them that I'm the presenter and that this, uh, that's mm -hmm. what it's to be. Oh, definitely. So. Definitely. It, it is different, isn't it? Being more virtual. And unfortunately, I think we have to embrace it because I've oh, heard yeah. a lot of people say, 
I'm just going to wait until I can get back on physical stages. And I'm like, good luck, because I don't think it's ever going to go back 100% to the way it was before. I think we're always going to have this combination. And the truth is, it's to our benefit, because hybrid events are going to always be a big deal now. Yes. A hybrid event means there's going to be more people in your audience. Exactly. More opportunities. Yes, definitely. The other thing that I predicted, and I'm glad it's come to fruition, is these groups that would never have had a guest speaker virtual are now open to it because they're not afraid of the technology anymore. So even while they're back in the room together, they're open to having somebody on a screen via Zoom. So I'm I'm able to book a client who lives in, you know, Seattle to a group in Florida because exactly. they're okay. And they, and like I said, they're not afraid. Yes, of exactly. yes, definitely. I know it. I've actually been able to refer a lot of people that I've met in the global space for local, you know, people are like looking for local, like a speaker on this or that. And I'm like, Oh, I have someone, but she's in Singapore, but she can go on zoom because we, we still have members of our group that are on Zoom. So it's just a wonderful thing and a wonderful opportunity for uh, speakers to be able to go pretty much wherever they would like to. And, yeah. and my business is now officially international because I have mm-hmm. clients who live outside of the U.S. Yes. Uh, so far, it's as far as Canada so far, but yeah. I have higher aspirations. Yes. Oh, and you'll get there, Jeff. I know oh, you yeah. will. <laughs> absolutely I know you will. That, so. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And of course, the you know, our website, you know, speakercoop.com is now international as well because of that. You know, we've got speakers on there, which means the people looking for speakers gets broader. You know, there are ups and down. There are pros and cons about this whole COVID thing. Yeah. Uh, for our business. The, the In the beginning, there was, you know, we took a big hit because everybody just canceled events. Or, yes. Or kept postponing until they never happened. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, I mean, the person who thinks they can wait it out, good luck. Yes, exactly. Because the world has changed mm-hmm. and we have to embrace the technology and embrace how do we do business virtually? I mean, we just we have to figure it out. So and the beauty of it is, is many of us have figured out how to do it. Right. Right. So that's the beauty. So. Yeah. And I was meeting with clients virtually before that, but I wasn't meeting with prospects virtually and I wasn't doing, you know, all the training and all that stuff virtually. But now it's I have one day a week when I leave my office and go do in-person networking here in Dallas. And that's I've been in for seven, eight years. And uh, we did virtual at first COVID. We stuck together virtually and then we did hybrid meetings for six months. Yes. Where we had people in the room and people at home and just following the trends. Yes. You know? definitely. One of our new members here at Speaker Co-op is John Chen, who's the engaging virtual meetings guy. And oh. he helps groups make their virtual experience better. Yes. And yeah. I think there has been a learning curve with that. I know I've offered um, some advice when I was virtual one time in a group that we were doing a hybrid and it was like, wait a minute, this is not really good when you're on the virtual side Yeah, because I was in the meeting one time and then I was out of town and had to go virtual. And I'm like, wait a minute, we need to restructure this because 
it's really when you're not in the room, you feel like you're out of it. And so we have to somehow like really think about how we are interacting, how every camera. Yeah, absolutely. And one quick tip for that is to have two machines in the room. One machine that's, that's got the, the speaker on it. Yeah. Then another machine that's attending the event, but pointed at the audience so the speaker can see the audience. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. That was how we managed to uh, make the networking meetings more successful. Oh, that's a great idea. And everybody who was in the room would come up to the audience laptop to do their introduction. Yes. And that way, the the everybody on in virtual could see them right there across the room, this big. Yeah. So if you can, and it could just be a telephone. If you just get a telephone on a tripod to point at the room, and then you know, obviously, sign into the Zoom meeting. That will help your speaker and your people in the who are at home feel like they're more in the room. Now, I love that. I'm going to incorporate that into uh, one of the. meetings that I attend, I'm going to mention that because I think that would be a great idea for us to. Yeah. Now don't make the mistake of using the person whose phone is the one that everybody does their sign-ins or pays for their event or any of that. (laughs) That, (laughs) Yeah. That 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 happens sometimes. Now I do have, I have what I think is a Tracy question. Okay. I was in a Zoom the other day and they're with some people that I'm regularly on Zoom with. Yes. They need help with how they look on Zoom. not And this is more about lighting than clothing. Yeah. And how would you tell, how do you, how do I tell them that in a helpful way, not in a criticizing way? Yeah. Well, why don't you think about doing some type of uh, training on how to maybe get noticed more on Zoom? Well, we've done some of those. We've done some of those, but yeah, I don't know that getting them to make an appointment to come to a training or any of that what stuff did, will actually happen. Well, why don't you do some quick tips at the beginning? Like, make sure your lighting is good. Oh, well, I'm not running the meeting. That's that's the problem. Oh, okay. oh yeah. yeah. So so what's happening is we have one one person who is kind of sitting in the dark. Yes. And that and the other person who is all face. Yes. And no, and the background is a bad uh, is a what do you call it a like a green screen kind of thing. Yes. That you're like, yeah. And all she really has to do probably is sit back. Yes. And the other gal, all she needs to do is get a lamp or a ring light and that'll solve it. But yes. I, I I care about how they look, but I don't know them well, very well. So that's why I'm kind of, I don't know if you have any ideas there besides scheduling a training to try to get them to show up at. Yes. Yes. I know. And that's, it becomes touchy and you never want to offend anyone. It's kind of like in my business too. One of the things that is hard is like, how do you tell someone they look like ridiculous? Especially like I've had some clients where I'm like, send me some pictures of your before. And I look at the before and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, at times but to see their transformation. So I think you just have to be gentle and build a relationship, I think is really because I never said at the beginning, like, oh my gosh, your look is atrocious. I mean, I had one girl once. No, you can't. You're, you know, you don't want to be mean or come across. No, definitely. And I think building a relationship and with that person, maybe doing some one-on-ones with them, 
And, and then, you know, when they get on say, Hey, do you have a ring light? Cause I can hardly see you. (laughs) Maybe that would be a good approach or, Hey, boy, boy, all I can see is your face. With a client, I can, I can just say, Hey, as part of what I provide for you is when you come across your best and if you're going to be the authority, we need to tweak your background or your lighting or your whatever. You know, when they're a client, they've, they've opted in for my help. Exactly. But I think, hey, could I give you some tips? Like, I see a lot of your face. Maybe if you step, just sit back in your chair a little bit, it will look more proportionate to the size of the screen or something like that. Just, I think, building a relationship with a person, talking to them, and then maybe mentioning it. Hey, can I give you one tip or whatever? Yeah, or are, and- you, are you open to, yeah. Exactly. Yes, exactly. But I think also we got to be careful. And I see this a lot. I saw this recently is sometimes we try to wear things that are going to make us stand out. And I think you have to be really careful about it because recently I saw this lady and it was like one of those, it was like around Christmas time. I think it was in December or something. And she was wearing this wreath, garland type of wreath, almost like an angel halo. And which is fine. And I know a lot of people, they want to show their personality and what they wear and everything, and which was fine. But I was so distracted with trying to figure out what the heck she had on her head, first of all, that I wasn't really paying attention to the words that were coming out of her mouth. Or even recently, I was, or this was, I think, last fall, I was listening to someone give a speech And she had a graphic tee underneath the jacket. So she had a T-shirt underneath the jacket, which was perfectly fine. But probably the first 20 minutes of her presentation, I'm trying to figure out what the T-shirt said. Because the jacket was covering the T-shirt. And I couldn't read all the words. And so I was really having a hard time focusing on her speech that she was giving. Because I was trying to figure out... What words she had on her shirt? So I think really being careful about, yes, you want to stand out and there's ways that you can stand out, but you also want to be appropriate for the business showing up as a professional. And I think we all want to do that. That's not to say that you can't wear a fun hat or something like that, but just make sure it's appropriate for you and your business and your brand. Absolutely. Well, and, and, you know, the background is important. You you have a very professional background. It's clean. One thing I like about your background is you could put your book where you've got your blessed plaque. Oh, I could. Yes. There (laughs) and things like that. And Oh, definitely. I get questions and comments about the big Bowie knife behind me, but but I did that on purpose. You know, that was, that was a great, that's one of my favorite speaker gifts and, and I like to show it off and, that's cool. Uh, you know, yes. some people think it's too busy back there. And okay, it may be it's too busy for them. Yes. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of times we forget that you can hire people to create those backgrounds. I yeah. think, you know, the green screen, everyone's like doing that. But then you like every time you talk, it's like you look weird. You can actually pay people to put together a beautiful backdrop for you. I know a lot of virtual assistants that do that. And that is something that you want to really do to make sure that you're showing up in your logo. You've got, you know, one, you know, one, one speaker, uh, Katrina Sawa is a speaker and trainer and her, everything behind her, it's bookshelves full of her books. Yes. Yes. 
you know what her expertise is. Yeah, so she's branding the whole thing and uh, the whole time, and yes, and that's important too. And uh, most it's, definitely, it's what are you trying to convey? I'm trying to yeah. convey an element of fun. Yes, so that's why I have the toy, the stuffed animals, and the and yes. each one of them has a story. So when somebody asked about it, I've got something else to talk about. Yeah, exactly, well, and it shows and your personality. The, yeah, yeah, and all the books are by people I know. That's great. So those are all client or associate, colleague. Yes. Yeah. That you want to promote and encourage and yeah, yeah wonderful. That's yeah. great. It's all, again, yeah, the image is not just you and what you're wearing. The image goes to yes. what you're portraying, what you're showing off. So Exactly. All the way to don't say you're a social media expert if you only have 500 friends on Facebook. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, because that's also part of your image. Yes. Have you worked with uh, branding folks and that are doing the non-person image? Did you find yourself collaborating with folks like that, or or should you be collaborating more than they yeah. than you do? Maybe I should. I've tried to reach out to a few and would love to really work with some people. So um, so far, I haven't found the right one that okay. uh, were a match. So, because I think it is important, uh, part of the whole branding, I work with my clients a lot in what type of a brand do they want to, like, even sometimes people have their business colors. Right. And then when they find out what their color personality is, Oops. it conflicts with the colors of their business. Because sometimes we're attracted to certain colors, but then those colors don't necessarily look good on us. But many yeah. times, yeah, there's complementary colors. So if you look at a color wheel, if you like maybe your branding is one color, but you don't necessarily look good in that color, many times you can go opposite of the wheel and you can choose some of those colors to wear because they're complementary with what yeah, colors are. So I really look at that a lot with my clients because we're talking about what kind of a brand they're trying yeah. to like portray, like what type of an image, who is their ideal customers? Because I get many times people dress a certain way, but then they're trying to attract a certain person. And I'm like, wait a minute, do you think that person's going to dress the way you dress? And they're like, no, they're not. And I'm like, okay, then we got to up the game. And that doesn't mean you have to dress exactly like them, but you need to dress enough to where you're going to look similar to them because people like to do business with people that they like, know, and trust and people that are similar to them, right? Yeah. And that's huge because yeah. with speakers, we are our brand. Yes. You are. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I'm fully aware that I'm my brand and and that certain colors, well, there are colors that mean stuff on paper that mean something different when it's what you're wearing. Yes. Yes, exactly. You know? and, and a lot of times people choose black. Yes, I know. Black is easy. Yeah. But unfortunately, especially with women, most women do not look good in black. Black is not one of those colors. When I do color personalities with people, black is not the color they should be wearing. Well, and it's it's actually not a color. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a that's a different conversation, right? Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> well, and you know, like, you know, I came out of the film business, and everybody wore black. And it, but they, you're supposed to wear black on set 
so that you can blend in if you accidentally get caught on camera. Exactly. When you go to the wrap party, you should not also wear black. Yes, yes. You want to look good, you should look good and find the colors that work. And Yeah, and most people, when they figure out, that's probably the big aha is figuring out what colors look good on them and they start wearing it. And people are like, hey, have you lost weight? Boy, you look great. You look so young. Well, it's because... When you're wearing the right colors, it brings out the natural undertones in your skin and you look better. Like you look so much better when you figure that out. And that's probably one of the biggest aha moments for people is they kind of stick to they're they're used to black because black's easy. They're like, I have a whole closet full of black and gray. I talked to one person recently. Yeah. And, and I'm like, it's thinning and it's really not so much. But yeah, I mean, there is elements. I mean, black, definitely darker colors definitely make you look slimmer. And I have uh, a little guide on how to look 10 to 20 pounds slimmer that a lot of people absolutely love. So if anyone's interested, reach out and I'd be more than happy to send that to you because it does help. But it's not all about wearing black. Yeah. It's wearing some other colors, too. That's good. Well, and, and I used to be an earth toned guy. Uh huh. And I want to make sure I get that link from you to share with with the recorded with the recording. Okay. And and then I actually worked with an image consultant, and it turns out that bright colors I look good in bright colors. And yeah. I'm wearing a a blue now, but I actually I'm able to wear all the blues, which is nice. But like yes. the aqua is the best, the really bright blue. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I could see that in you. But, you know, one of the things that's really nice is that especially when you when you're you're wearing navy blue Mm -hmm. and I always tell people navy blue is that universal color that most people look fabulous in. Yeah. And I I like I like royal blue better. And like I said, the the tea, you know, that and I I think I've seen you in that color and I think it looks very nice when you're in that color. And so for a long time, purple. I was known for wearing purple. Okay. Yes. And we had, you know, we made sure that it was on the business card. The shirt on my business card is per. In, I'm in purple, and purple yeah. is one of my logo colors, and so yes. things like that. And I'm all five. And now I have. I went from three colors to five colors in my logo, but all five colors are colors I can get away with wearing. Okay. Yes. Yes. And I think it's important for everybody to do that. Unfortunately, I don't work with men. I appreciate that. Yes. Then people get mad at me when they're like, why don't you work with men? And I said, well, you've got to realize when I first started working in this space, I was in people's closets and in people's bedrooms. And so I really didn't want to be in a man's bedroom. I just, I had decided I was just going to work with women only. And plus, I'm sorry to say, Jeff, but women are a lot more fun. We have a lot more clothing options, fun things that we can do with clothes. Unfortunately, men don't have as much. I need one suit, two sport coats, three pairs of slacks, and uh, half a dozen shirts. Yes. And then I'm done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm well, done for five years. I'm not just done for for till yeah. next year or next next. And I always I always tell people kind of look at sometimes updating just a little. Oh sure. Is it really when you do that? Because I face a lot of people that have had clothes for the past ten years, and they're like, 
I haven't bought anything really in 10 years because I'm trying to lose weight. And well, I haven't lost the weight yet. And I'm like, okay, let's dress for where you are now to make you feel good. Because I think it's really important when you feel great about yourself, it helps you do well, right? You bet. bet. And well, and I am surprised you haven't had any women say, let's do my husband now. Yeah, no, because they want they want themselves done. (laughs) Yeah, well, and also because you're working with speakers, not business women or things like that. Yes. Well, my husband would like for me to, but then I tell him, you won't wear what I tell you to wear. So sorry. I do a little Uh, bit with him, but he's like, when are you going to give me a closet consultation? I'm like, I can give you a consultation. You wear the same clothes all the time. And every time you buy something, because he'll be like, I bought this. What do you think? And I'm like, pretty much the same as what you already have. And so occasionally I can get him to, if we're out and about and we see something, I'm like, wear this. And he goes, I don't know. I don't know. The colors are. And I'm like, it's because it's something different. And yeah. I'm like, well, wear you, it. You owe it to him to buy him a couple of shirts next birthday or whatever, or Valentine's <laughs> Day or something. that. But then he says he likes them and doesn't wear them, though, Jeff. Well, but he's, yeah, <laughs> the deal is he has to wear it if you're going to buy it for him. That's true. So. Yes. <laughs> So how do people read? Well, you just you put your to book a freestyle consultation, TracyPullman.com. Yes. That in the show notes, of course. I I learned my name is weird. So you've got to make sure that you spell my name properly. Yeah. Yeah, And if they're watching the video, it's on the screen right now, but I'll spell it for the audio. Tracy is T-R-A-C-Y. Pullman is P-O-H-L-M-A-N-N. And I'll spell it all together now. T-R-A-C-Y-P-O-H-L-M-A-N-N dot com. Yep. And I, I actually came up with a little trick that I, I just happened while I was on a podcast the other day. I wanted to share a short link with people. And I yeah. went and renamed myself and I put the link on the screen in front of me. Oh, cool. And there was, and I did that like three times during the podcast, so. If people watched it on video, they don't need to find the notes or they don't need to find the chat. They can just, it shows up right under my picture. Oh, um, did you just like rename yourself? Yeah, like- I just used the rename function and I, I oh, put cool. in the little short code for people to uh, to look at. And Awesome. Yeah, yeah. and I, I probably need to start doing that to put behind the lectern since that's yes. the show. Right now, there's no show branding in our interview. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. That's awesome. That's a great idea. Yeah, it just came to me. I was like, well, how do I get the opt-in that I want people to look at? So the other yeah. link you shared is to get the guide to looking slimmer. Yeah, 10 to 20 pounds slimmer without diet or exercise. Okay. So, because let's face it, most of us want to, most women, probably the number one thing that most women say is they would love to look slimmer. Yeah. And so these are just quick things and it's most of it is things that you probably have in your closet right now, things that you can apply right now before you give that next presentation. Yeah. You can look your absolute best just following just some of these quick little yeah. tips. So, well, uh, and the first place I lose weight is where you can't see it on Zoom and it makes chairs less comfortable. That's how I know I'm losing weight. Chairs <laughs> are less comfortable. And the last place I lose it is where is my Zoom face. Yes, I've got the, the, I've got the, rid of the bullfrog thing, <laughs> uh, but it'll happen as things happen. But uh, there's That's not true. much I can do clothing wise about this. 
no, no, but it's okay. Cause you know what? God made you that way. That's what I always told people. God made you a certain way. And you, you we just have to accept it. But yeah, it is who we are. That, that and, is a good mantra. Yes. God doesn't make mistakes. Exactly. So it's like, it is what it is. So can you do different things? Not no, so much on the double chin, but different parts of your body. You can wear different things, different ways to de-emphasize or emphasize I'm always big on emphasizing because then it always de-emphasizes. Right. Well, and that's why, you know, glasses come to play. My face, I think my face looks thinner with the glasses than without. Yes, I do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah. You know, that's the square on a round face thing. If I wore round frames, then I would look rounder. Exactly. That's one thing I teach people, glasses, sunglasses, how to wear them according to your face shape. Because yeah. so many times people don't realize that does, you know, we just look at them and say, oh, these look good on me or these don't look good on me. Or you pick a pair of glasses and then you go home and your whole family says that looks horrible on you. And you're like, why didn't someone tell me? And so really having a good understanding. I kind of work with women from head to toe. Yeah, for sure. Everything, your hair, your hair color, your hairstyle, all the way to your shoes. I Last week I was doing some coaching on your legs, the style of legs and what style of shoe you should be wearing based on your legs. So, well, um, and and I have seen a few, well, I don't know if mistake's the right word, but I've seen some pretty spiky heels on somebody who's standing on stage for an hour and not everybody can walk on those spikes for an hour. Most people can't. That's what I find. Most women I work with, they're like, I can't do heels. And I'm like, good, because I can't either. I have a lot of foot problems, but just even wearing just a little bit of a heel. Yeah, let's do a heel that you can do. Yes, exactly. That accentuates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because what it's doing, it's many times that heel, it's elongating your legs. And most of us would love to have longer legs. So. And that's what it does do. And it definitely affects your posture. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's, Most, yeah, for sure. Yes. So, and how you're presenting yourself and how you're coming across to the yeah, audience. Well, and here's another speaking virtually tip. I have a desk. I have a standing rig on top of them. I bought one of those, uh, it flex the yes. uh, adjustable desks with that. I put my laptop, my light, my microphone on so I can stand and speak. Mm-hmm. If I want to, right here in my office, right? I mean, now I'm sitting, I usually sit for interviews, but I yes. find the energy of, of standing is important when you're the speaker. Oh, I love to stand when I speak. So, and most of the time when I'm working with my clients, I'm standing, working with them because I have, th- there is that energy. And you know what? I think I'm going to, next time I speak, I'm going to be standing. So. Yeah. Well, and, and this wasn't expensive. I got it at Amazon. It's it's this wide. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's wide enough for my laptop and the ring light and the microphone. Okay. Know, cool. Maybe two and a half feet wide yeah. and a foot and a half deep. And then uh, it, it adjusts uh, on the yeah. fly. I've, I, like, <laughs> I, did a, I did a little, there was a speaking contest. And when it was my turn to compete, I stood up and raised the yes. desk with me. And I got, I got extra points for standing you got extra up. points? Yes. Standing up in the middle of the talk. You know, I don't think a lot of times when we're talking about image and appearance and all of that, it's not just for the other person. Many times it's for us and our internal 
Absolutely. Psychology and there is a lot that has to do with that, that people don't realize they think it's a frivolous thing like, oh, caring about your background, caring about what you wear. It's just this pretense that you put up, but it's really internally, it does a lot for people's confidence and how they're portraying themselves. And, and that's your authenticity. Business. Yes. Yeah. Business, success, everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Uh, I, I don't want to put you on the spot too much. What's one or two things that a speaker can do or a new speaker can do to get there to start branding through their image? Through their image? Or, you know, well, one, their image tight with their branding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing that I can probably say is really understand who you are. Because one of the things when I work with people, I really try to figure out who is your authentic self. Because I think so many times we try to be somebody else. You maybe try to portray like someone else that you're like, oh, if only I had her success, I'm going to dress like her. I'm going to, but that's not you. And so really understanding that. And because I think it's going to really help you develop into who you need to be your true authentic self. Yeah. And so I get people sometimes that say, well, I don't know if I want to work with you because I don't know if the way you dress is me. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to teach you how to dress like me because this is me. This is who I am. We're going to come up with who you are. And so I think that would be my tip is just to be yourself. You can be yourself no matter if you, because I get many times people say, I don't have style. And I'm like, yes, you do have style. You just don't understand what your style is. Your style is not like me. It's not like somebody else that you think, oh, she has like this tremendous style. She just has a different style than you. And so there's different style personalities. And I actually have a free quiz that people can take and figure (laughs) that out. I'm laughing because where my brain went was TracyPullmanClones.com. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) An image close. And that that might be a Saturday Night Live skit. Where you hire an image and what she does is make you look like her. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Everybody, every, all of her success stories all look just like her. Yes. And that's one of the reasons why I don't sell clothes because I can't find a clothing line that appeals to all the different styles. So I have certain clothing lines that appeal to this particular style personality or this one. And so I I can look at that. Yeah, that's on purpose because they understand the same thing that you and I tell our clients every day. You can only be successful helping people that you can help. Yes, exactly. Find your niche of Mm -hmm. who you help. Yep. Do everything accordingly. Definitely. Don't don't try to help everybody and solve everybody's problems because you'll go broke doing that because you won't attract anybody. Definitely. So, yeah. Yeah. You got it. Thank you. Those were good final words. I'm sorry. I kind of jumped on, stepped on them a little bit, but. Oh, not at all. Like I've enjoyed this. This has been fun. It's like you and I had a conversation together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, The the bottom line folks, and and this is again, another Ziegler thing. And we other, all I've heard hundreds of other people say it, but I first heard it from him and that was be the best you, you can be. Yeah. Don't be Zig Ziegler. Don't be Tracy Pullman. Don't be Jeff Klein. Be the best you and yep. you people like Jeff Klein and Tracy Pullman.
to help you be the best you, because that's our job. Yes. Our job is not to clone ourselves. No, definitely not. So, So, all right. Now I want to send the idea to somebody at Saturday Night Live. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'd be fun. Hey, maybe I should do a fun little skit on that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But well, but be careful because people might think, you know, they go, well, I don't want to hire her because she just makes me look like her. Uh, it's great. Yeah, people people miss the satire button sometimes. Yes, exactly. exactly. All right, so tracypullman.com yep. and the link for the guide to looking slimmer without losing weight is mm-hmm. uh, available and we'll have that link for you as well. Yep. And thanks for everybody for tuning in to Behind the Lectern and we will see you, hear you, talk to you next time. Great. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. You are so welcome, Tracy. Thank you. If you're in the top 25% of the fastest times... Wow, what a great speaker. Where did you find him? You know, I used to have trouble finding speakers. Then someone told me about speakercoop.com. Speakercoop.com? What's that? It's a website full of speakers who speak to groups like ours. How did you decide which speaker to choose? The website lets you search for a speaker by topic. You can even type one search word in and find all the speakers who have that word in their topic. Then you can read the speaker's bio to see if they're a fit for your group. That sounds great. Yes, I'm using speakercoop.com to find all the speakers for our group this year. I've got to find a speaker for our luncheon next month. This will make it easy. I'm going to go to speakercoop.com. And over and over again. Thanks for joining us on Behind the Lectern. You can find an archive of our episodes at BehindTheLectern.com. You can also access useful speaking information at SpeakerCoop.com forward slash education. Join us next time for another great speaker journey with an expert and our host, Jeff Klein. We'll catch you next time.